a conversation to a point in which you're actually getting them on a phone call and making them an offer to help. But again, like so many people put all this bullshit in between them and their customers when the quickest path is to go find them and go initiate the conversation. So when I say you have to interrupt people, that's what we're doing here. We cannot, if you're in a place where you need income, you need clients, all the bullshit happening right now, you cannot sit around and wait for good things to happen to you or create content and hope that'll do enough heavy lifting to get those people to come to you. You have to go to them. You have to be proactive. And I see so many agency owners failing at this and businesses in general go under because they don't make enough money. If you're not making enough money, you need to go talk to your clients and get them to pay you money. If you're not doing that, stop doing all the bullshit that you think is going to get them to come to you. You have to go to them. That's my spiel. That's, I mean, that's the hard truth, right? And are, are there things, I mean, I know you guys have worked with lots of people through this to help them get better at that. And what would you say are the biggest sort of tips or tricks or insights to get somebody over that fear of like, because that can sound really scary, especially if you're not, um, you know, an extrovert by nature. Yeah, and I, I will, I'm going to admit that I am not a natural born salesperson or marketer. I had to learn these things. And if you go look at my website and my blog, I have dozens of infographics that are beautiful. Got me featured on Inc., Forbes, all these places. Didn't make me a single dollar. <laughs> and I thought by creating this beautiful, this content, people would come to me. Um, but it's not the case. So I think the first step into your question and how do people start to get comfortable who might be introverts, it's not going to be the answer you probably want to hear, but you just have to man up and, or woman up and fucking do it because you will get better. You will get more practice. You're going to get more confidence. And frankly, if you're in a place where you don't have a lot of income or clients right now anyways, and you're just starting to get there, these conversations you will have with the people you want to serve are invaluable. You'll learn what they want, what they need, their language, how to serve them, how to make them offers, the objections you're going to get, all these intangible things that you can't get hiding behind a computer. If you started an agency or coaching business and were hoping that you weren't going to have to talk anyone to make money, you are in the wrong business. You're in the <laughs> wrong business. And I think what's also really important is people think, oh, I can just hire someone for this, right? If I'll just hire someone. Okay, fair. But if you are in a place where you don't have a lot of money to invest in your business, you're likely not going to be able to afford the person or people who can do this without any guidance. If you just think, oh, I'm going to pay someone 500 bucks a month to get me leads, and then I'm going to get this commission-only salesperson, and you're not showing them how to actually make money for your business because you can't do it yourself, they're not going to be able to do it, and you can't afford the people who could just do it without any guidance. So the hard truth is, if you want to be in the agency space, if you want to be a coach, you want to be an entrepreneur in this space, you need to be comfortable with speaking to people. And the only answer to really getting comfortable doing that is by doing it, by practicing, by getting better. It's like, um, it's like going, I love this analogy, but it's like if you went to LA Fitness and you signed up for a year, you paid for a year up front and you just walk in and say, oh, hey, give me abs. That's not how it works. You have to go through the pain, the process to achieve the outcome you want. It's the same thing in this, in this situation. Would you agree that it's a numbers game? I feel like when I'm feeling anxious about a situation like that, that I know I have to confront, I just remind myself that prospecting is a numbers game. And the more no's I get through faster, the, the closer I am to the next yes. Oh, it's absolutely a numbers game. My second piece of advice is consistency. You have to be consistent with this. You need to be prospecting when times are good, when they're bad, when you have new clients, when you have no clients. It's just a 24-7 process of building momentum because there's a snowball effect. The more you do it, the more people you fill in your pen, your world, your community, more people who now are interested in talking with you, more people who have said yes but haven't paid yet, more people who have paid. And so when you have a deal that's not closing right away, you're not worried or frustrated because you have this pen hundreds, if not thousands of people you can go talk to, right? That's what you need. So you can have that peace of mind to like, oh my God, I didn't close this deal. My life's over. Who cares? You got 20 more people who are ready to talk to you and pay you money. You have yeah. to build up to that consistency. It doesn't just happen right away, right? Yeah, definitely. That makes a lot of sense. So let's contextualize this right now. We're obviously in unprecedented times, right? We're all dealing with coronavirus. All of our clients are dealing with coronavirus. 
How do we, how are you guys working with your clients to make sure that they're continuing to prospect through these times, but doing it in a meaningful manner, aware of the context that we're all in? Yes, that's, that's so important. And I feel that if you're doing any type of prospecting right now, which you should be, but if you are ignoring what's happening or not, let's say ignoring, but not directly calling it out and acknowledging it, you, you will come off as tone deaf and people don't want to really talk to you right now because that's not where their head's at. But if you at least mention it, it can make a powerful um, difference in your response rates and people wanting to connect with you. And I'm just gonna give you a, a really specific example. One of the most used scripts or sequences we use, by the way, I'd love to do it because give away some value here like a resource. Is that cool? Can I do that for the community? 100%. Awesome. Uh, I have five LinkedIn outreach scripts, templates, whatever you want to call it, in a Google document. Um, it also has connection requests and follow-up messages. Five different angles you could use kind of based on your niche, your industry. I can show you guys. Uh, I'm more than happy to share my screen and go through those. But if you want them, let me know. Uh, we're live in the group, right? Yep. For those in the group, you can just comment below scripts or whatever, and we'll make sure our team gets it over to you. But our most popular and most used script is the what I call the support and refer angle. It's okay. basically when you reach out to someone, you connect with them on LinkedIn or Facebook, you say, hey, it looks like you do some great work and we're in the same space. Would it be cool if we hopped on a quick call to see how we can support each other? It's very casual, but it's direct call to action to get on a phone call. Now, you can still use that today, but you need to mention at least what's happening. Like, hey, Chase, thanks so much for connecting with me. Hope you're doing well with all this craziness going on. How has your business been doing through this pandemic? Wonder if we could hop on a quick call to see if we can support each other through this time, through these times. Like, I didn't change the offer, but I at least mentioned I'm not tone deaf to what's happening right now. Mm -hmm. So in general, whatever messaging you are using, you need to at least have that mention and get ahead of the objection, right? Um, I think there's also, and I think, I know, I have another script I'm gonna show you. It's not included in this one. It's actually specific to this type of outreach um, for people in your community, people you know. But yeah, I'm gonna dive down that rabbit hole later. I just wanna make sure I'm answering one question at a time. Yeah. not going too far down, down a rabbit hole because I can get really excited and passionate about this stuff, guys, because I wanna real quickly share a story, my personal story as to why this is so important to me. When I first started in my agency making iPhone apps, we would get a client, work on it for a couple of months, get paid, move on, look up, oh shit, we have no opportunities. And it was a fucked up revenue roller coaster of client, we're rich, oh, we're poor. Quick, 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 go get clients, I'm still going, oh, we're rich, oh, we're poor. It's just this roller coaster. You guys can probably relate to that. And so I realized, one, get a recurring offer so you're not going project to project, but two, I need to have consistent opportunities. And if I'm not, I'm gonna be broke as shit and I have to go move back in with my parents. So I created this system through LinkedIn, learning from other people, consistently pulling opportunities into my world. And I had been over the last 18 months doing LinkedIn through a VA, you don't have to do this all yourself, every single day, and then recently had to transition VAs. So I had stopped all LinkedIn outreach for two months, but I still had 500 new connections in that time because of all the momentum that I had created. Mm. You guys want that in your agency? Do you want to have yeah. so many opportunities in your pipeline? You can't even talk to them all and you stop and you look up and there's still 500 more. That's what we're trying to create. That happens through momentum. So let, I, I do want to dive into that and I want to have you screen share because I think this is a cool opportunity, especially that we're, we're live. Um, but before we get to that, I, I want to talk about scripts because I feel like um, a big opportunity in joining groups uh, like POD and these other ones is that you get access to proven scripts. And for me, cold outreach or outreach in general becomes way less scary when I have the script and I know I just have to read it. Yep. 100%. So I think this is just sort of putting this out there for everybody to hear. Like if you're still feeling anxious, you know that you need to do better with prospecting and outreach, but you're still feeling super anxious. Like you're not, you don't know if you're ready to take that jump connect with somebody, whether it's Brian and Alex, whether it's, you know, any of the coaches in our community, there are lots, they can guide you and not only guide you, but put it in front of you so that you're basically just going line by line and it will make it way less scary, I promise. So let's talk about LinkedIn. I know it's a great opportunity to prospect, but it's something that I personally don't have experience with doing. I never went there because it seemed maybe confusing to me and I didn't really. <laughs> I got a list of What's that? 
that's where your audience and leads are, man. I have a list of 10,000 right. marketing agencies I'm connected with, all potential clients for you guys, right? All right, so let's see it. Go ahead. How do we do this? What is no, 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 no. You, you share your screen and, and show us how this works. <laughs> or I do this, though, I want to make it really clear. I'm aware some of you have audiences who are not on LinkedIn. I am curious for anyone here who's in Zoom, feel free to put this in the chat or if you're in Facebook, maybe Chase, you can field the Facebook comments. Let yeah. me know what industry you serve, who your audience is, and I can kind of help you decide, hey, would it be LinkedIn or possibly Facebook? Because there's really three channels that I start with. It's either LinkedIn, Facebook business pages, or Facebook groups. Why not email, Brian? Why not call, cold calling? Here's my thought. Cold calling nowadays is really, really difficult. People do not like being bothered out of nowhere, out of the blue. That's a bad form of interrupting someone. They don't know you from anyone else. They probably got a call like that before. Email, very, very quickly becoming the new phone where it's personal information. And if you have someone's personal email and they don't know you, they're gonna be like, how the hell did you get my email? You probably found it on the internet, you asshole, stop messaging me. So where I start is I make the connection point through social media first, where they have the ability to decide whether or not they want to connect with me. I call that a permission-based platform. Once I actually have permission to be in their world now, now the floodgates have opened. Now I can call them, now I can email them, now I can text them and reference, hey, we just connected on LinkedIn the other day. Would it be cool? And then reach out through those other platforms. Now it's a warm touch point. So that's the first point here, guys, is that your audience could be in different places. Let me know and I'm happy to kind of share that with you. Um, yeah, that's a good point to point out. This is what we're going to talk about is sort of a layer like above high level, but it's it's like a qualifying layer, right? Once they've decided to connect with you, now you have their information that you push into high level and now you can leverage things like, yeah, maybe they're not ready now, but they go into a long-term nurture sequence. Um, cool. So let's do it. Too, guys, we have integrated a tool called We, we Connect, I believe, with Go High Level. So we're actually pulling new connections putting them into go high level, having a VA then uh, enrich that list with any data we're missing, emails, phone numbers, and then they can go through a sequence. How we're actually doing it through the business pages is we get the lead list through G7 first, put it into go high level. The first thing that triggers in the campaign or the sequence isn't an email, it's a task to go message their Facebook page first because everything else relies on mentioning that Facebook message. The email you send the next day, the text, the phone calls that come later, I'll say, hey, we recently connected on LinkedIn. Does that ring, or a Facebook, does that ring a bell? So you're mm. always referencing an initial social touch point first. That's what I found has been a big difference maker for sure. Now, I see some people mention like real estate and mortgage and insurance, 100% LinkedIn, 100%. Now, if there is even a chance that they're on LinkedIn or that they're somewhat active, even if you think that Facebook might be the better play, I would still encourage you to do LinkedIn because one, you can identify anyone with a specific title and two, you can automate 90% of it. So let me show you guys this and we'll go from there. Um, last thing I wanna say, there's kind of three elements. If you guys, anyone here was my client and if we got onto a call right now to go set up your prospecting systems, there's really three critical areas I would cover. First, what is your lead list? We're gonna talk about that right now. I'm gonna show you how to build that. Two, what is your sequence? What are you actually saying? What are your warm calls you're doing? That's a very important part of your sequence. I'll show you that as well. And then the third piece, how are you tracking all of this? I think you guys know the answer. Let's go high level with this badass right here. Go high level ties this all together. So while you have a lead list, while you're doing outreach, you can measure its effectiveness and track individual leads and conversations. So if you're like me, you have dozens, hundreds of people you're speaking with, it's impossible to keep that in your head. You need a singular place where you can track them. So I'm gonna start with number one, and this is a lead list. I always go to LinkedIn first, let's dive in. So I'm gonna start with real estate and mortgage and insurance. Honestly, guys, it's pretty damn easy um, to find those people. There's gonna be an overwhelming amount. So let me just show you how my brain kind of works. Because there's so many people in the real estate and mortgage space and the insurance space, I would actually start with your city and then possibly your state. So here's how I start this. I always go to the search bar. And by the way, you do not need Sales Navigator. If you are in a niche where 
people aren't as active on LinkedIn, I would encourage Sales Navigator because you can actually see who is most active from a lead list. But for 95% of you, you're going to be able to get away with just this. So wait, what is Sales Navigator? Is that an upgrade that you pay to LinkedIn or is that? It's an upgrade for LinkedIn. Um, okay. It's about 70 bucks a month and then it gets you access to these advanced search tools. Like I said, 95% of you do not need that. Um, so when you say do not need that, you mean LinkedIn straight out of the box, your free account? Yes, 100%. Free LinkedIn can work. This is actually funny. I just had to the other day buy into the LinkedIn premium again because I do too many searches a month. I help clients build lead lists just like I'm about to show you guys. Um, and so it actually blocked me and says, hey, you're a power searcher. Pay us money or else you can't search anymore. Gotcha. So we're all good. But here basically, so I clicked on the search bar. I clicked on people. Now I'm gonna to go to all filters. Now I always scroll past all this stuff and go right to the bottom when I do title and company. So let's just keep it simple for now. Let's use examples from the people here. We talked about real estate, right? So I might do realtor or real estate agent, right? Oh, so that's cool, you can do that in, in one search, huh? Yeah, so this will include people who are called themselves realtors and people who in, uh, in, who've titled themselves as a real estate agent. But if I did realtor and real estate agent, it wouldn't work because now I need someone with a title that is realtor and real estate agent together. It has to be both. That is very likely not gonna happen. So I keep it simple. I do or. Now, um, you might, for whatever reason, have a bunch of people on your list that has some kind of negative keyword or quality you don't want. Maybe it's interns, right? Or um, in the real estate space, maybe it's a broker. Maybe you like, really don't want to talk to brokers, but you know they might slip on this list. So you could do not intern, not broker, right? Those are just two examples. I know intern was just kind of a, a random example. A broker is a legit example for this type of search, right? Now again, if I hit apply, I bet there's like 100,000 plus results, maybe even a million. Yeah, look at this, almost a million results. Way, way too many people. Start in your community. If you are in a community, people like to trust or they connect with people more likely in their community first, and then that'll open your network to more people. So for me, you know, I'm in the Detroit area, so I would go to greater Detroit, shout out D-Town. Um, there's still 10,000 plus results. I'm like, shit. That's a lot of people. Now what I do in real estate, this is, this is one I do all the time. I actually go now to current companies and I start to identify what are the top real estate companies out there? Remax, Coldwell Banker, um, Sotheby's, so I, don't, I don't think I spelled that right. You get my point, I'm gonna <laughs> just Okay, so now, about 300 plus. So I'm really looking for a lead list about, it, it really depends. It depends on the location with it, with, with what in your searching and the niche. But so it's kind of arbitrary, the exact number it depends on your area, but I'm typically wanting to be able to have at least a few thousand people that I can connect with over the course of 30 to 60 days. And I can go to a new area. But what I just did here is I identified people in my area who work for legit firms who have the titles realtor or real estate agent. And then this is a list that I would start with. I would start, I would save this, by the way, you can just literally go up here, copy and paste this and save it uh, in a document somewhere because this could then be the lead list you work from. Now, without going too far down the rabbit hole, we have a tool called WeConnect that you can use to automate LinkedIn. Um, I like to use this analogy where you can go to the hardware store and buy nails, hammer and wood. Doesn't know, mean you know how to build a house. There's lots of LinkedIn tools out there, guys. I don't care which one you use. This is one though that where you could just literally come in here, you copy and paste in that link you saved, and then this tool will pull those names and put them onto an invisible list for this to go connect with them later. So the very first thing you need is a lead list. Let me show you guys a couple of other searches just to get creative here. And by the way, Chase, um, if there's any comments in the Facebook group of niches, industries people serve, let me know guys, if you have something unique, complicated, something you're not sure of, give me something challenging here. I love doing this. And while you do that, um, Chase, I'm gonna show you another example. Cool. So I have a client who wanted to connect with uh, college and university 
softball and baseball and soccer coaches to help them put on summer camps still in an online setting. So what your first mind would go to is, oh, let me do like the school, right? Like, let me search for, I'll do the title as coach. And then, you know, if I want like Harvard and Stanford, but this would mean that any student of Harvard or Stanford or whatever, who is also now a coach would be in that list. It's not what I want. So what I did instead is I did, um, I did soft, soft software. Like I'll write my brain and my fingers went right to software, softball coach or baseball coach or soccer coach. And then for the company, this is the kicker guys. So this company thing here, I don't want to have to pick a specific company unless I know that I'm going after those people. Like for example, if you're going after burn gyms or a certain franchise and you wanted to go after all the managers for that franchise, and I'll show you that in a second. But for company, I want all colleges and universities, right? Not just one or two specific ones. So I would do college or uni univers oh, hold on. university. There you go. I can spell. I can do it. Um, <laughs> then I hit apply. Look at this list. This is amazing. 10,000 plus people, probably a little too big. I would go to a specific state. He's from Texas, but assistant softball coach. Uh, oh, so assistance. Perfect. Look at that. I don't want assistance, right? I don't want assistance. So I would go to all filters. I'd come back down a title. I like, Hey, I saw this word I don't want. So not assistant. Does that make sense? I'm yeah. Like, as I look at my search results, I, I make a decision. Like, hey, these, I don't want a person with, of course, assistance still falls through. Um, let's see, one second. So sometimes it'll also show you, yeah. It'll also show you because if you're really connected with someone, he's probably a second degree connection. Yeah, that's why he's showing this to me. So if you guys pulled up this same lead list, it would be displayed differently because LinkedIn is showing me first who's connected to the people I'm connected to, right? But if I went through this, and again, I'm going to just, I'll just do for a location. Um, let's just do like Texas again, for example. So Houston, you know, Dallas, say Austin, just throw in some. We got a request for dental implants. Oh, that's going to be an easy one too. Cool. Uh, so it says Austin area. That's not right. Austin, hold on a second. Come on, Austin, Texas. You can do it. There it is. So now if I'm living in Texas and I want to work with softball, baseball, soccer, college coaches, look at this shit, 200 people. Now it's not going to show me their profiles because they're out of my network. Mm -hmm. But some of you, if you are in this space, like my client who is in Texas, who's already ingrained in this community, a lot of these people were pulled up and was showing him because he's already there's connected to someone he's connected to. But either way, look at all these people. If that was your niche, here you are, here you have them right in front of you. Let me go show you another example. So let me ask you a question, and I think you're going to cover this in the next step. You make a list, and let's say most of the people you're not connected with in any way. Is that going to hinder you from doing outreach to them? No, that's always why you want to start in your, um, in your area. Because mm -hmm. if I pick Detroit, or I'm actually originally from L.A., so most of my – I've only been here for about a year and a half. I say a lot of people are in L.A. That's where I would start because it's going to open up all the people who I'm connected to, who they are connected to. So I would start in your area because then once you start to connect with all the coaches or all the dental implant people, real estate's a little tough because there's so many of them. Once you start to get into an industry or a niche, they are connected to the other people. It opens up your opportunities on LinkedIn. But do you have to have some sort of degree of connection in order to do cold outreach on LinkedIn? So for the free version of LinkedIn, it's typically second and third degree connections. Some okay side of that will um, will be open if, if their profile settings are set to that. But if you have a premium LinkedIn, you can send them to anyone. Now, here's a little quick hack for you guys. This is more of a, along the lines of a quick win strategy. Because right now what we're talking about is like the ongoing outreach, right? There are quick win strategies we can cover related to COVID. I'm just talking at a high level right now, the things that you need, right? So would you say before you even get and from hearing that before I would even start, I would go into my LinkedIn and make sure I've sent requests to all the people in my network in general, because that's going to expand my, okay. You already know. So, right. So if you're brand, brand new at LinkedIn, first thing you want to do is it'll actually prompt you when you create an account to do this. Mm -hmm. if, you don't, if you're like, I have a hundred connections, you're like, ah, oh, I need to add more. Go up to my network, scroll down to your contact import is ready. It says more options. I don't know why they hide this. But then here, you can actually sync your Gmail, your Yahoo, uh, for those of you using AOL still or Outlook, um, 
Also, if you have a list, you can upload a lead list. You can, even if you go on your phone, if you go on your phone and log into the LinkedIn app, it'll sync to your contacts list. And basically anyone who in any capacity who you know on a professional, even personal level, add them. Because then say I did that to the few hundred people I know in the area. Now my doors and connections on LinkedIn have exponentially opened because of all the Detroit people I just connected with who already know me, right? right. Spider webs out really fast. What's that? I said it spider webs out really fast, your, your connections. So I'm gonna do a gym example and then I'm gonna do a, um, I'll do the dental implants. So we've got clients who work for certain um, gym franchises. So Burn, um, Burn Boot Camp was one of them, right? Burn Boot Camp. He is, wants to work with people in this niche. This is pretty straightforward. So I can go to owner or manager. I selected Burn Boot Camp, hit apply. Here's a list of all the owners and all the managers of every burn bootcamp in the country. It took me five seconds, guys. You literally have, I get so excited and passionate about this because you have no fucking reason not to be doing this, not to be creating opportunities for yourself. Our parents did not have these same tools. They were not able to sit in their underwear from a computer while there's a pandemic going on, identify who's an ideal client and get all the information they need about them. It's, this is such an amazing tool. Like those of you who aren't utilizing this are seriously missing out on opportunities. So please heed my words, build a lead list. That's where you start. Save your lead list. Now we need to develop an outreach plan to go get in front of them. Okay, let's talk about that, yeah. Take a breath, I'm gonna stop sharing for a second. Any questions anyone has and Chase, I'll let you ask anything. I also owe a dental implant search real quick. That's gonna be really easy. No, I think we're good, that was great. So I, I did, for me, this is all new, right? And that is pretty easy. And it's incredible that, holy shit, you can just pop in there with a few um, entries, get a list of hundreds of people, the exact people that you want to talk to. So now my mind is going to the next step. Okay, what do I do with that list? How do I, because I know that with LinkedIn, you can't just like email them, right? You have to make a connection request first? Correct. You have to okay. connect them. And then you can just send a connection request. And I would say, hey, Brian wants to connect with you. Don't do that. I always add a note. Again, the automation tools I recommend will do this for you. And then we have a personalized connection request. Um, and I can start to get, I'm gonna get into that in just a second. Okay. Actually, for those of you who are like, Brian, my leads aren't on LinkedIn. Shut up. All right, I'm gonna show you. There's an amazing tool called D7 Lead Finder. Um, stop me, Chase, if you guys have something similar we should be focusing on instead here. But this is, there's tools you can use to scrape business names. So if you're like, hey, I'm in the permanent, um, you know, permanent makeup space or something. I don't even know if that's a thing. Let's see, makeup. Um, here's some makeup. Uh, I, I got that right. Makeup. I think you had it. Let's do hair salon. Uh, hair salon, right? Like my niche is hair salons. They're not on LinkedIn. Got it. Okay, sure, whatever. I would, or, I would again argue you should just do it anyways because people are home right now and you can automate LinkedIn. But then I can go mm -hmm. to like. You know, Detroit or whatever, because honestly, Detroit's not a great city to do this in, but uh, you go show leads, and then now you've got a list of all the businesses in the city. It's going to take a minute to actually populate here. It says around three minutes. It should pop up in like a minute or two. Detroit's a huge town, and there's not that many of them here for hairstylists, but this list will then give you names, emails, phone numbers, links to Facebook business pages, where then what we do, and I'm going to actually, I'll give you guys here a plug in this community and love the tool. We have a lot of our clients who don't utilize LinkedIn. We'll get their lead list here. Like here's my lead list. They have all these Facebook business pages. We actually import them. I'm trying to load too much at once and we're also Zoom sharing here. And yeah. everything likes to load slow when I, when I do No worries. But basically we have a campaign inside of Go High Level where they'll import that lead list too. And I shared this at the beginning where um, it's not, email's not the first thing. We send them a message to their business page on Facebook first, and every other touch point references that. So just want to make that clear. We have options. LinkedIn isn't the only one. There's also Facebook groups. If you have a really hyper-specific niche, like one of our clients uh, does job coaching or career coaching, we have others that do e-commerce. It's very hard to identify people on just by the business page name or their niche if they do e-commerce or if someone needs career coaching, that's hard. But a Facebook group is a place where 
if it's a theme, like, hey, career coaching Facebook group, those people are clearly in there and have metaphorically raised their hands and shown interest in career coaching or e-commerce or funnel building or course creators, right? Like, it's really hard to go search for a course creator on LinkedIn. There's only about a thousand of them if you actually did this search, but in Facebook groups, there's thousands of them that have self-identified and we have a whole other campaign or, or way to approach Facebook groups. But again, guys, the point is, your ideal clients are online, figure out where they are and develop a plan to go after them. So that's number one, lead list. Moving on, what do you actually say? This really depends. So we have five scripts here. If you want them, comment scripts below. I'll get them over to you. But basically, we'll start with the connection request. Let me zoom in. Is this uh, good enough? Can you see this all okay? Yeah. Cool. So I'm gonna go through this kind of quickly because you'll have access to this. But basically, the connection request is always very similar. Hey, I was uh, hoping to connect with more people in the real estate space and came across your profile. Looks like you're up to some great work. Because we're both in the same industry, we'd love to be connected. Now, I could chop this up, paraphrase it a couple different ways, or I could be like, hey, I was browsing for people in the home remodeling industry, and uh, because we're both in the same space, and it looks like you do some awesome work, I would love to be connected and see how we could support each other. Like, that's the frame. Hey, saw we were in the same space, played their ego a little bit, two guys saying, hey, it looks like you do some great work, and say, hey, let's connect so we can see how we can support each other. Like, why is it beneficial to them? Don't just lead with some pitch or an offer. That shit doesn't work. We want them to now connect with us, and this is a very simple template we utilize for that. Um, as I'm then scrolling through this, we have five different scripts. We have the support and refer offer. This works really well um, in industries where people are very open to networking, real estate, brokers, insurance works fantastic. Um, and it's basically, hey, like, thanks for connecting. Can we hop on a phone and see how we can support or refer each other? We're obviously in the same industry. Maybe there's some way we can help each other. That's the angle. And I think something also critical uh, as I'm going through this, you'll see in a couple of places, I have this line where it says, either way, have a great day. It's super subtle, but it's indifference. What we're doing here is being indifferent to the outcome. I don't, I don't need them to respond. I'm just doing this for their benefit. Like I want to connect with them, but at the end of the day, if they don't respond, they don't want to hear what I have to share, who cares? There's a thousand other people I can talk with who do, but the indifference is key because the second you need something from someone, if you need them to get on a phone call, if you need them to buy from you and they feel that, they're going to pull away. People don't want to do something for a stranger they don't know, like, or trust. They want to do things for their own self-interest right now. And if you can't show them what that is, or you, they feel like you're gonna push something on them they don't need, they're gone. You're never gonna have that relationship. So indifference is key. Now, I love this one, the open-ended question. I'm gonna show you a great example of this. This is super easy. Guys, ask a question about themselves, a qualifying question even better. Hey, how long have you been in real estate? How long have you been in doesn't work well on LinkedIn because it tells you, but you could be <laughs> like, hey, how, or where do most of your clients come from? Hey what have you been doing over the past couple months with all this craziness going on to grow your business? Let me give you, I'm going to show you guys some actual examples of client scripts I wrote just this week. Um, and I actually have some scripts and you're going to love because these are the COVID ones I'm going to share. Shout out to our coach Kemet who uh, provided some of these and I went even further with them. But we have this uh, client's LinkedIn connection request and uh, I actually changed it for her. Let's pull up uh, Dawn's. I believe Dawn's was the one I wasn't as aggressive. We were pretty aggressive with hers. Um, let me show you Dawn's. Cool. So after we connect with someone on LinkedIn, actually, I'm just going to show you. Here's the message. Hey, I was browsing for sleep apnea professionals and looks like you do some great work. We'd love to connect and see if there's any way we can support each other during these strange times, right? Acknowledging what's happening. This is an exact script. Guys. I wrote this this week, okay? You'll pay a lot of money for this. So make sure you guys aren't just copying this word for word, using your own angles. And honestly, if you copy the word for word, you probably look stupid. Most of you probably don't work with sleep apnea professionals anyways. But anyways, right away after we do that, hey, thanks for connecting with me, Chase. Hope you're doing well. Uh, have you been able to continue treating sleep apnea patients uh, and stay open with all the shutdowns? Open-ended question. Get them to start talking about them, their business themselves, because you want to mm -hmm. lead them down a path where you can say, hey, you know what? I've actually got an idea that I'd love to share with you. Would it be cool if we hopped on a quick phone call to show you? Because they might say something like, oh man, it's been such a pain in the ass. Like, no, we haven't we've been shut down. Or with sleep apnea, we actually know that it's an essential service, but we're still opening the door. Like, hey, have you been treating people online? 
How have you been working through this? Get them to open up so we can have a conversation about their business, right? Uh -huh. So that would be a uh, open-ended question that I would be utilizing now. Ask it, uh, ask the thing that they're thinking about. Don't let right. that objection come later because you need, because that's what's on everyone's mind right now, guys. So don't be tone deaf, okay? So the prospecting offer, I'm not as big of a fan of this one as I used to be. This is basically where you give someone something of value in exchange to get them to give you a response. Back in the day, we might have used like a case study or like a little training or a competitor analysis or maybe we audit their website. The people are sort of seeing past this and what we realized is in your mind, if you think you're being valuable, put yourself in their shoes. A stranger just sent you a 10 minute long video and you're busy as shit and you have a million things that are going on you're worried about. Are you really gonna take 10 minutes to watch that stranger's video? No, you don't know this person, you don't owe them shit. So what we found works extremely well for a prospecting offer, again, depending on your niche or industry, all these sequences can be interchanged, but we call it the interview offer, where how do you think I'm in here inside of this community doing this interview, building a relationship with someone like Chase, who's a very busy guy and has a lot of things going on? We offered to do interviews together. We're providing value, and I could honestly get pretty much almost any, not any influencer, obviously some of the guys way up there, they're hard to reach, but people with you know Facebook groups in the realm of mine between five, 10, 20, even 50K, I could reach out and say, hey, I love your group and your community and your content. I'd love to promote you to mine. Would it be cool if we set up an interview and you do something for them? This, we have a, a client right now, she's a copywriter working for course creators. This is what she's doing. She's going into Facebook communities who are for course creators, finding the owners of that group, building a relationship, doing interviews with them. So one, she now has a possible client in the owner of the group. And two, she was just exposed to all of her potential clients, just like I'm doing right now. Powerful guys. So there's a bunch of different prospecting offers you can use. Basically, you put it in front of them, you ask them if they would be interested. Pretty straightforward. What I personally use, this is what I use. Uh, I actually just did an interview yesterday with one of our clients, Sid Clevenger. He started using this and in a week, made $10,000. Insane, guys. Not claiming you're gonna make that same kind of money or do it as quickly as he did. This guy's a badass, but this is what we're doing and what I'm doing right now. When someone connects with me on LinkedIn, I'm saying, hey Chase, thanks for connecting with me. By the way, I started a community for marketing, marketers and consultants a few months back so we can all connect in a group. I'd love to have you in there as one of our members. Happy to send the link if you're interested. Either way, have a great day. And I'm now pulling people off of LinkedIn into my Facebook group where when they join, they're being prompted with some questions. I have my VA go through, look at this. Where are you at revenue wise? Where do you want your business to be in the next 12 months? Would you like someone to reach out to you? So this person, Karen, I have my VA doing all this for me. All the stuff I'm sharing with you, by the way, my VA is handling for me. She's sending the connection request on LinkedIn. She's automating this message. And then when they join the group, she's accepting them. She's then going and sending them, uh, adding them as a friend. I'm at 5,000 friends, so I can't really add anymore. But then we message them, hey, thanks so much for joining the group. I see you're trying to get to 40K. How can we support you? What are you currently doing? So guys, I have in one swoop took a person who was a stranger on LinkedIn, brought them into my world where they- now, Let me ask you real quick. How are those, what do those questions come from? It's a setting in groups that you can make okay. people answer. Gotcha. Okay. I don't know exactly where. It's in like your group settings, um, membership questions, membership requests. Here you go, right here. So I'm, but what, what's so powerful about this is now I am no longer a random marketer on the internet. Now I am a person with 5,000 people in a group who come to me and trust me. They see my face, they see my videos, they see what I'm about, they see there's engagement in my group. I am now, here's the interview I did yesterday, I am now positioned as an expert in their mind. So when I reach out now with an ask, like, hey, can I do this thing for you? Or can I ask this question? They're far, far more likely to respond because they see me as an authority, not a random person. Powerful, one of my favorite strategies for sure. Um, Interesting. Stop, stop sharing my screen. This would work for you guys too. You could bring in consultants and marketers to your community here and just 
That's the same concept we're doing. And again, Sid did the same thing, invited people off of LinkedIn, got them into the group, started a conversation in Messenger. Mm -hmm. They were interested, got them on a phone call, sold them a $10,000 program. Now, the final script is for those of you who were sort of in that research offer validation stage still, and you're not really sure. Um, but it's basically like after connecting, hey, it looks like you do some great work. I'm actually doing some research and based on your experience, your opinions would be invaluable. Would it be okay if I asked a few quick questions? In return, I'd love to know how I can support or refer you. Either way, have a great day. So I kind of sandwiched my research angle in between the support and refer offer, but this is a way to approach someone in a non-threatening way where they don't feel like you're gonna make a, like pitch them or sell them, but you can casually approach them play to their ego again, based on your experience, your opinion would be invaluable, ask them for, for permission. And now you can then go into a conversation where it's like, hey, so here's what I'm thinking about providing. What would this be worth to you? Would you pay this for it? All these questions where you can now go validate an offer, right? And then we have some simple follow-up message, messages. Honestly, guys, in my mind, like if you're, if you're trying to write these long ass sequences and scripts that are more than a few sentences each, you're losing, you're doing it wrong. People do, these strangers on the internet are not gonna give you the, the, any time. They you need to be very succinct, have one specific call to action, be very clear. So I'm just literally like, hey, I know things get lost. I'm doing my professional due diligence and following up. Did you get a chance to check this out? Hey, you've been connected for a while, just reaching back out. Have you seen this message? It. I do not wanna overwhelm them with content, other messages and other calls to action. I wanna keep it very specific. Connect so question. Yes. How do you, when you're generating all these requests, how do you keep track of people to know when to follow back up with them? Does that tool do that for you or? Um, I love you asked this question because the answer is go high level, baby. If anyone shows interest on your outreach, put their name in go high level as an opportunity, put a link to their profile, put what the context of the conversation is. If they show interest, they're a lead. Track them in a platform like Go High Level. Please do not just leave this to your brain. You will forget. So basically, in my mind, here's how I categorize it. There's prospects and there's leads. Anyone who's a lead is someone who has metaphorically raised their hand and shown interest by reaching out to me, responding to a message positively, replying or saying yes on a call I make. They're now a lead because they've shown interest. A prospect is just a person who I have started to go to and I'm starting to interrupt them, initiate mm -hmm. conversations. Um, and they're not a lead officially until they've expressed some sort of interest. So everyone in my LinkedIn stays a prospect in LinkedIn until they raise their hand. Now for me, I actually have another step. They, I move them off of LinkedIn into my Facebook group. They only become a lead if they've actually shown interest now on our Facebook conversation that I start once they join the group, right? There's, I'm putting some friction in there for sure. Um, yeah, but you're qualifying them. I mean, you're, you're exactly. I have so many opportunities at this point. I need to qualify people and put people have friction in front of people. If I don't put friction in front of people. I will have people wasting my time all day long. Frankly, for a lot of you who have more time than money right now, you need to be willing to do some of these things that aren't as scalable. Have conversations with people who might not be qualified because you'll learn. You can get referred. I don't have the time to speak to all these people, right? But that's the problem I want to create for you guys. And it starts with all these things we're talking about. So we talked about your lead list. We talked about a sequence. I want to show you guys if it's cool with everyone here. I want to see some yeses. I want to see some engagement in the comments. Put a one here in the comments, guys, if you want to see our COVID-19 outreach script that we're using right now. Just throw a couple ones in there. I want to make sure we, you want to see it. Otherwise, I'm not going to share it. <laughs> All right, we've definitely got ones and we've got a, a question from Don that we'll loop back to before yeah. we close. Cool, you got it, you got it, Don. Um, awesome, guys, I'm gonna show you this. I, I wasn't gonna not show it, I just wanted to get some engagement here. Make sure you're paying attention. Um, <laughs> but I wanted you to know something very important about this. Use this first in your personal network community, people you know. In times like this, People want to work with people who they know, who they like, and who they trust. If you are going into a space, you have no idea what you're doing. If you're like, hey, I'm going to go start working with yoga studios today, and you have no idea what you're doing, you could use these messages. Yeah, you could probably get eight phone calls even, but the ramp up time for you to learn them, make offers, really, unless you're a good salesperson and a good marketer in general, the ramp up period is very difficult. So I would implore you. Utilize what I'm about to show you for your personal networks first, 
and then we can go expand beyond um, to possibly your community, the niche you serve locally, et cetera. That's the caveat I wanted to share here on the front end. Um, so let's get my screen back up again. Based, I want to give a shout out to Kevin Dominguez. He's a big uh, advocate here in Go High Level. He originally wrote this first uh, email, and I took it and ran with it for our clients we work with together. I'm literally going to show you the sequence, guys. This is our um, clients' sequence we are utilizing right now. So connect with them on LinkedIn. Then here's the message, everyone. Let me zoom in actually a little more. Here's the message. You know what? Actually, I'm just, yeah, whatever. It's fine. This is fine. This is the message right here, guys. So. Hey Chase, I wanted to connect with you because I have a working solution to help your business stay afloat and potentially gain more business throughout this time of difficulty. No pitch, I just want to share this new solution with you for free to give back and see if there's any way that I can help you. Reply back with a quick yes and your best phone number if you're interested so I can give you a call and share this with you. Very straightforward, not pushy, calling out what's happening right now. This everyone, Kemet is an amazing coach. He wanted to show our clients he could do it just because he could. He made it 10 thousand dollars in a week utilizing this he reached out to thousands of businesses in his community Kevin's a savage salesperson by the way he knows how to get on a call diagnose people's problems make them an offer for something they want but this is what is getting him phone calls so please utilize this in your niche first and then we can go outside of that um but also take this and make it your own right like yeah. you just read this I wanted to change a few things already as I'm reading it, right? So yeah, I was gonna say I would I would put my if I'm a dental specialist, you know, work I have a working solution for dental practices, whatever you do, mix it up, you know what I mean? Yes, exactly. And you know, make it sound like it would come from you. If you wouldn't say something like, um, you know, no pitch, then then don't. Like you can take that out completely. Like honestly, for one client, he didn't like that, so I just did that. Easy. <laughs> but the idea here is guys. People need your help right now. And I think it's also really important to understand um, if, you are, if you are trying to take advantage and act as this is a money grab because you're in a bad spot right now yourself, again, people feel this. If you need something and if you push and you're unconfident in the offer and you're unsure if you can truly help them, they will feel that and they will not close. You need to truly feel you can help them, believe that you can help them, have a solution, and then provide that to them confidently, because otherwise they will feel it. If you are being disingenuous, yeah. people are very jumpy right now. You aren't 120% confident and make them feel that you have that confidence. The same way I'm making you guys feel confident about what I know and my shit, they're not going to buy. You have to have certainty. That yeah, that's a... That's a great point. And another thing that I, that came to mind as you were just saying that is um, I think another easy win would be to take that strategy you just showed us, that message, put it into your own network saying, hey guys, I don't know if you know this, but I specialize in helping dentists with marketing or whatever. I would love to help anyone you're connected with through this time. And you'll see a lot of people, because right now I see it all over, people referring people to try and help them save their businesses. Um, so I would work that angle as well. Uh, so if I might get in a little bit, actually, I'm not going to show you, I'm just going to name it off. Um, we recently just signed up, uh, 13 people into our 12 month program. Uh, very exciting. We all put them through what we call our race to revenue. One of the very first things we told them to do is go compile a list of at least, if you're doing the bare minimum, I said at least 10 people, ideally do as many as possible who could either be one, a potential client or more likely a referral source. And I hear I'm gonna name off some places where you can find those people. Old people you've connected with, people on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. New connections, anyone who you've connected with currently or you're going to connect with. Stale leads follow up, old leads you've had in the past. Current clients or past clients. Organizations you're involved with. My CrossFit community, I could find a dozen people who would refer me if I just asked there. Religious communities, trade schools, graduate schools, country club affiliates, friends and family even, guys, look at your community. Who can you serve right now? Who can you help? And you don't have to send that exact message I use. Send that frame like, hey, I'm a marketer. I want to help serve my community. We've got a couple of working solutions and ideas for small business owners. Who do you know who owns a business right now who could use some help? Exactly. Ask for this. You do not ask, you will not receive. Exactly. All right, we're coming up in the hour, so I do want to, let's, if we, if you don't mind, let's hop back to Don's question. Um, 
Don's got a Facebook group growing and he's asking about suggestions for what content to put out to give value and to get their engagement um, and to get them to other, invite other members into the group. Got it, got it. So it's a little challenging to get other people to invite other people into the group unless you're going to incentivize them somehow. Mm. Here's how I grew my group initially. I did a mini summit, very bare bones. I invited, I think about seven different people who already had groups and communities to do a little bit of, a, of an interview series. And I basically promoted that interview series through my profile and pulled people into the group and through their profiles as well as other people, these other influencers that they would be promoted in my group. Everyone had to join my group then to watch this. I think we kicked off like three to 400 members when I launched the group. Now to your question directly, um, in terms of engagement and content, there's a lot of buckets and different categories of content, right? But if I mm -hmm. simplify it, I want you to as much as possible, make your content be around um, the what and the why, not necessarily the how. Because if you're teaching the how, you're gonna get people who are coming and looking to do it themselves and not pay for a solution. So you need to really create content around what and why it's important. Um, but then also, whenever possible, demonstrate versus tell. This is the difference between showing and telling. You need to be able to show someone an outcome of what they could achieve, what their ideal future looks like that they don't have yet to make them believe you could actually achieve it. So let me give you an example. I had a, took a screenshot on my phone. Oh, I got like 10 LinkedIn connection requests in an hour. And before Christmas, I said, hey, who here wants to flood their inbox um, with connections like this before the holiday season, comment below. I have 191 comments of people who now are interested in learning how the hell I did that because I, I showed them. I didn't tell them, hey, I can get a bunch of leads on LinkedIn. I actually showed them. So I think that's a big part too. Um, any social proof you have, results of your clients, comments of, hey, this guy helped me get this result, et cetera, always really powerful. Um, and then in terms of content, like how I come up with content is I go look at what are the questions my clients are asking me from this week or last week and I'll create a piece of content around the answer to that. Now, if you don't know what to create, ask your community. Hey guys, what's the number one thing you struggle with in your business? What's the number one question you have about LinkedIn? Hey, who here is using social media outreach? Who wants to learn how? Ask them for what they want to learn and then give that to them. But I think also yeah. more, more important than this, you have to go to them. We talked about this. Don't let the group and the content be the thing that you hopes moves those people over the finish line. I would not be ashamed of a 60 person group. That is fine. Have you personally reached out to all 60 of those people said, Hey, thank you so much for joining my community. What are you working on your business? What do you want to learn about? I'm trying to figure out how I can best create content to support this community. And you'll start to get these ideas from your um, clients about how to uh, serve them best. And I know we're reaching the top of the hour, but I want to show you guys one more resource that you're just going to blow your mind. This is, going to, this is specifically for you, Don, and anyone else who creates content, this is going to blow your mind. So let, me, let me just show you and I'll, I won't say anything else. So while he's loading that up, I want to make sure everybody got that connection that he's doing. That one example he showed us, which I think is so smart for grow, growing a Facebook group, you connect on LinkedIn, they come back and you say, hey, I'm you know, building a group in Facebook. We'd love to have you as part of that community. To me, that seems like a great way to grow a Facebook group that's totally, um, you, you know, you're, you don't feel threatened. You don't feel like it's a pitch. That makes total sense that I'd want to be a part of a group of um, something that relates to me. So Don, I would, I would practice that. And then the second piece of it, he had those questions when you, become a member of the group, you answer those qualifying questions that he wants to get from you. I think that strategy is genius. Yeah, I love that, man. I see Brad had a question. Um, with LinkedIn network, is it better just to mention one niche? If I work with more than one niche, um, seems like doing might confuse people in referrals. So in my opinion, you need to pick one direction and stick with it for your outreach. You can, once you set that up, you can then go do another one. They set up, have a pay a VA to do it through their profiles, another niche. But if you are trying to build momentum, it's like, it's like having one 50 pound boulder in front of you and trying to push it up the hill with two hands versus having two 50, different 50 pound boulders trying to push it up the hill with one hand each, right? It's going to take you a lot longer 
to get the momentum for these two things. The, if you focus on one, you'll have a lot of momentum in that space. And more importantly, the people then feel like, hey, this person, um, Brett, has a solution specifically for me. He's not just a generalist. He's not just, like, I don't want to get into offer creation, guys, but you need to make your clients feel like you are the exact right person for them. This is exactly what Go High Level does. They specialize in agency owners. This is why Go High Level has grown so quickly because they know who their audience is and who to go after and serve. They're not just saying they're for anyone and their grandmother. They're very intentional about who they're for. That attracts people like you. We do the same thing. So uh, I don't want to change what's happening. No, no, go for it. Go for it. I got a few more minutes. I'm just really excited because this stuff is um, super important to me. All right. Yeah, so keep it rolling. How do I create content? I've got this from talking more. This is called the content matrix. What are the core topics you talk about? For me, prospecting, it's LinkedIn, it's sales, it's automation, it's scaling your agency and hiring, right? Now, here's content ideas, a how-to, a quote, a story or results, a question and an answer, a real-world example, mistakes people are making, and then a direct offer. Making direct offers in your content is very important. Hey, who wants this? Um, then if I went through like lead gen, what's a how-to for lead gen? What's a quote for lead gen? What's a story for lead gen? This is 31, I think, 30 maybe pieces of content. You just in literally five to 10 minutes can map out 30 pieces of content just with this content matrix. Super That's powerful. awesome. That's great. Um, and then the next thing that I want to say, this will, this will be the last thing and then I'll, I'll flip it over to any questions. Um, let me do a new share, one second. So, you know what, I'm actually, I'm gonna stop my screen while I say this to everyone because it's so important. These concepts and strategies we've talked about, a lot of people will still hide behind them. A lot of you will just rely on people replying to you, people coming to you still. I know you went to them, but you're gonna still wait for messaging. I want you to promise me you will not do that. I want you to be proactive. So here's what we have every single one of our clients do. Any new connection that they have on LinkedIn, pick up the phone and call them. I swear, I've seen the actual results. You will triple, if not quadruple, the number of calls you get against anyone else who is only relying on the messages to do the heavy work. Let's do some math, for example, right? Let's say you connect with 100 people, you send 100 messages, let's say 10, maybe 15% of them respond, and then half of them actually say they're interested, so you're like at seven, and maybe half of those people show up to a meeting, so you have like, four people show up to a meeting out of 100 messages sent. Not that bad, I think that's pretty good. If you, but you were waiting for them to reply to you, but if you reached out to them, if you got 100 people to pick up the phone, you would have, if you do it exactly, I'm about to show you, I have the script, don't worry. If you do it, I'm about to show you, you will book at least 20, if not 30, if not 40 or 50 of those people onto a call that's so powerful. You corner, you corner them, interrupt them, in a way that's beneficial to them, not just making it all about you and yourself, it's always framed in their benefit, but now you have been the proactive when you initiated the conversation, they can no longer hide behind their messages. You will triple or quadruple your sales opportunities if you do this, please, please practice this. So Brian, newbie, another newbie LinkedIn question, when someone does connect with you, it then shows you their phone number? Love this question. So 95% of people uh, don't have their phone number displayed on LinkedIn. Google it. Literally, Google their business name, Google the location they're in, and then Google will give you their phone number. Sometimes you might have to dig a little bit, but I swear it is worth the five, 10, maybe 30 seconds it takes you to find a phone number to pick up the phone and call them. And then you can save that number inside a Go High Level or somewhere where if that person didn't pick up, you can reach out to them at a later time again. And also guys, taking all the way back at high level view, you don't have to do this forever in your business. Eventually, as you get to the point of a CEO, you don't want to do all this shit. You have, we have people on our team we've hired to do this. My VA handles all the outreach. We have an executive assistant who handles all the warm calling. We have a sales team who takes all the sales calls. I don't have to do that shit, right? You don't have to either. We have to work you to that point. So let me show you the exact script. Um, in a normal situation, I'm going to just show you the normal situation one because right now it's obviously COVID related. But in a normal situation, for pretty much every warm call, Every person we reach out to, here's the frame. Let me show you. Mm, no, right here, cool. So, hey, is this Chase? 
Awesome, Chase, this is Brian. So we actually connected on LinkedIn last week. Does that ring a bell? I don't care what their response is. Really funny side story. Uh, at POD Live at the beginning of March, me and Alex did this on stage, warm call people's leads from the audience on stage. Nice. Two calls back to back. The guy told me, nice clothes, man, on speakerphone in front of the room. It was insane. He said, nice clothes. And he didn't know who the hell I was. He, I said, hey, this, uh, you actually connected with my business partner, Rob. This is a guy with Rob. was a guy in the audience. Hey, you connected with my business partner, Rob, the other week. Does that ring a bell? No? Oh, okay. No worries, man. No, no worries, man. I don't really care. Honestly, the reason why I'm reaching out is because of just that. What's the point of connecting online if we aren't actually going to personally connect with new connections and see if there's any way we can support or refer each other? Now, here's where you layer on that with all the craziness that's happening right now, right? Don't be tone deaf. Make sure you mention that. Um, will you be open to a quick call later this week? And this works like a charm. And there's a bunch of different things people could ask you. What do you do? What is this about? All those things. You'll get objections, sure, but you learn to handle them. You have to go into that uncomfortable practice. What's the right thing to say? I'll give you guys a quick little hack. I love this. People, when they say, hey, well, so what, what is this about? What do you do? I'll be like, and I did this on stage. It's happened on stage and I stole this from a client. The guy asked me, yeah, so what is this about? What do you do? I'm like, yeah, well, I help mortgage brokers uh, get more deals so they can sip pina coladas on the beach. Does that sound like something you're interested in? And he loved it because it was, I was clear about what I did, but it was also disarming and it was, all, it, was, it was a pattern interrupt. He wasn't expecting that. And now I'm again, building rapport because he knows I'm not just a robot. I'm a human being with feelings, emotions. I'm funny and I'm different, right? But it disarmed him because it was a pattern interrupt. But the point is guys, who cares about all the objections you could get, the what ifs, the, oh my God, but what about Brian, this, that, that, that all that shit will keep you from just taking action. You need to just step into the uncomfortable. So guys, if you take anything away from this call, create a lead list, send a very simple connection message, and even just an open-ended question, like, hey, how is your business doing with all the craziness going on? And then warm call those people you connect with. You will book appointments faster than you know. We have clients who come into the program who have zero sales calls in a couple of weeks. They have about three a week, four a week, five a week. Last week, one of our clients who was building up to that point, she had 15 sales calls last week. Nice. All right, Brian, we have one last question and then um, we're going to shut it down. Thanks everybody so much for sticking around. This has been awesome. Question is from Robbie. He's asking, do you do anything with your list from D7 before you upload it into high level? So 100%, um, I will organize it. I just put the scripts, by the way, in the Zoom chat for everyone who wants to grab here on Zoom. Um, oh, nice. I'm going to pass this over to the Facebook group too, right? So I sort by if they have a link to their Facebook page, and then I delete everyone who doesn't have a link to a Facebook page because our sequence and our methodology is based on getting the touch point on social media first, and then every other message, text, voicemail, um, and warm call reflects that. So I want them to have a Facebook business page because day one, the message goes there, hey, how's your business doing all the craziness going on, blah, 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 whatever, right? I think a direct message is more powerful on Facebook Messenger or on um, business pages. So the COVID one I shared earlier would work fantastic. Um, and you could be really specific. I don't give a shit if they don't respond. Pick up the phone and warm call them. Really, really honestly, guys, this, all this stuff, this connecting, the messaging, the sequencing, all just serves you and tees you up for a successful warm call. Sure, you'll get messages. Sure, you'll have responses, but would you rather spend three hours having back and forward conversations with 10 people or spend one hour calling 50 people and booking 10 sales calls? Like, you gotta stop putting shit in between you and your customer. They have a problem, you have the solution. Stop putting shit in the middle. Go to them, initiate conversations. That's all I've got for you guys. Please go utilize this. It's up to us as agencies to support our communities right now. We have a superpower. We can help make businesses money. Businesses need to make money right now. Unemployment rate is huge. Support your communities, guys, and do it genuinely, and you will win, I promise. Man, Brian, that was freaking fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for sharing your scripts with us. Guys, this is really valuable stuff. They charge a lot for this. Um, because it's worth it. Um, and if people want, if they love what they're hearing and they want your mentorship, they want it from your group, where should they go to find out more? Sure. So I would head over to prospectingondemand.com. That's where you can learn about our business and book a call to speak with our team. If you want to chat about what it looks like working with us, 
Um, otherwise, if you don't trust us enough yet, go click on my profile. Uh, Chase, you should tag me somewhere. Um, if not, I'll go comment below. Go in my profile. I have resources on there and links to our Facebook community. Hop in there, check us out. We have a lot of amazing content in there if you're not quite ready to speak with us. But those will be the two places, prospectingondemand.com and my profile. Nice. Thanks again, everybody. This is the first time we did a spotlight session live. I think it was awesome. I think we should do more. Let me know if you agree. Um, and we actually have another spotlight session live lined up for next Friday with Rand Fishkin, the founder of Moz, which is going to be awesome. He's got a new prospecting tool. I don't know if you've seen that, Spark Toro. It's really cool. And he's going to be on talking about that. So. Um, thanks again for joining everybody. We'll, we hope you have an awesome weekend. Brian, thanks again so much. We'll talk to everybody soon. Stay safe. Got it, brother.